Welcome to this podcast of the Episcopal Church of the Good Shepherd. It is Sunday, All Saints Day, and you will hear Father Joe Hudson speak on Luke 6.20. As you listen, see if you can answer some of these questions. The questions, 1. Who fits the category of saints? 2. Where do we learn about saints in the Christian world? And 3. How are we one with the saints, especially with patron saints? The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will warn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that, listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today we celebrate All Saints Day. According to the Episcopal Dictionary of the Church, a saint is a holy person, a faithful Christian, one who shares life in Christ. The Roman Catholic Church over many centuries has established a long, very tedious, and quite laborious process towards canonization, whereby they formally recognize an individual as a saint by church authority. Down through the ages, many followers of Jesus Christ have lived exemplary lives in various ways. Individuals who demonstrated deep devotion and faithfulness and sacrifice on behalf of the reign of God. It is a good thing for us to remember them and to attempt to emulate their way of life. But not all who are called saints have gone through such a long process towards canonization. Thank God. In the scriptures, the Apostle Paul refers to all faithful Christians as saints. In the introduction to one of his letters, he writes to all the saints in Ephesus. Elsewhere, he writes, 
because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints. You see, according to St. Paul, a saint is someone living or now dead who has faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and loves their fellow believers. So on this celebration of All Saints Day, we remember all the saints, which includes, you guessed it, you and me. Within the Christian faith, we believe that there exists an intimate connection, a oneness between all saints, all believers, those living and those who have died. We read about this in the Bible. We sing of it in our hymns, pray and recite it in our Book of Common Prayer. We find it in our liturgy and doctrine. In our 1982 hymnal that you used this morning, we find these lines in hymn number 526. Let saints on earth in concert sing with those whose work is done. For all the servants of our King in heaven and earth are one. In this morning's collect, I pray this. Almighty God, you have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Christ our Lord. The earliest Christian creed, the Apostles' Creed, which was established in the 5th century, affirms that we believe in the communion of saints. In our catechism, we read that this communion is the whole family of God, the living and the dead, those whom we love and those whom we hurt, bound together in Christ by sacrament, prayer, and praise. In the great thanksgiving, as we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the bread and the wine, I recite these words. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, with all the company of heaven. In the post-communion prayer, we thank God for giving us the assurance of the holy mysteries of the bread and wine, that we are living members of the body of Christ and heirs of God's eternal kingdom. So you see, in many ways, the Christian church is like a beautiful, ancient, multicolored tapestry. All the saints, ancient and new, woven together into one diverse, beautiful faith through the many threads of doctrine and liturgy established many long years ago, and yet always reinterpreted and evolving and growing, this tapestry that is made by the love of God through hard work and great joy and the sacrifice of the saints. This glorious yet mysterious weaving reveals our oneness, the oneness of those here on earth as well as those in heaven. We are all part of the mystical body of Christ. We are all part of the vast unnumbered communion of saints. It is important for us to remember that although God's saints exhibit many virtues, each of them are still human. They all have their vices as well. They, yes, along with you and me, we have our beauty and our virtues, but also our imperfections and our flaws. Some great saints, including those two brothers, James and John, the sons of thunder, may have had anger issues. 
You see, one day when they were speaking to Jesus and they got really, really frustrated, they yelled out to their Lord, Master, ask God to rain down fire from heaven and destroy that whole city. Yeah, a little bit over the top, I'd say. Well, some saints probably have a little bit of a control streak as well. Others may have been workaholics, some maybe a bit OCD or demanding or absent-minded. On our remembrance table that we have here in our nave, there are pictures of a number of these beautiful yet imperfect saints, parents, siblings, brothers, and sisters in Christ. So what is our connection to these saints? What does the phrase the communion of saints, mean to us in our ordinary daily lives. Those Christian saints that we call mother or father, aunt or uncle, brother or sister, they hold a place in our minds and our hearts. We carry memories with feelings attached to them. But beyond the personal relationships we have with us, some saints, what is our connection to this great cloud of witnesses, these other saints? In what way are we one with them? Is this simply some comforting doctrine that we believe in? Or is there more to this oneness that may impact our daily lives? There are many believers who, during their times of uncertainty and questioning and need, have reached out to various saints of old for assistance or comfort, The Catholic Church has a long list of patron saints who are called upon in times of need. Here are just a few of them. St. Michael, the archangel, the patron saint of soldiers and police. St. Christopher, patron saint of travelers. St. Jude, patron saint of lost causes. St. Joseph, patron saint of fathers, workers, and a holy and happy death and St. Francis of Assisi, patron saint of animals. We may find comfort in thinking about their characteristics and their virtues. Many have believed that these saints have interceded on their behalf. Whether, Whether or not you have believed that they have interceded, you know that you find solace and strength in reading the stories of our Christian brothers and sisters who endured much and were found faithful. There are a good number of these faithful saints whose names are engraved on the memorial plaques right behind you on that wall. Ellie Van Toll has her name lovingly attached to our church. We call the room Ellie's Kitchen. Ellie put a lot of love and effort into our kitchen over many years, and yet... There are those who knew her well who might lovingly acknowledge that along with her many virtues, she could be a bit controlling at times. (laughs) This is our Saint Ellie. There was also Saints Martha Carey and Aline Palarmo, who were some of the early members of our altar guild. There was Hank Weller, who toiled very early on in the memorial garden along with Al Webb, And there is Gil Lozer with the men's breakfast, and the list can go on and on. You see, you and I carry names and memories of many saints who have worked lovingly and faithfully and tirelessly on behalf of God's people here at Good Shepherd.
They worked to bring God's light and love and truth and beauty to the brokenness and injustice and vulnerability of the world that they saw around them. God's saints working for the healing of people and the healing of creation. Many of you may not know their names, nor the stories of their work and craft and art that bless this facility and now they sacri- and how they sacrifice to keep it financially strong and stable. These saints, some recently departed, while some who are long gone, are a part of us. So how do we find our connection with them, this oneness? Our catechism in the Book of Common Prayer that I read earlier gives us a clue. I'll read again part of the passage. The whole family of God, the living and the dead, those whom we love and those whom we hurt, bound together in Christ by sacrament, prayer, and praise. You see, we are bound together through sacrament, prayer, and praise as we weekly receive the body and blood of Christ, as we pray and as we sing, we enter into the mystical oneness of the body of Christ universal. As we read the stories of the saints of old, we enter into this mystical oneness of the communion of saints. As we listen to stories of the saints who have been faithful over the years to the work here at Good Shepherd, we enter into this oneness. As part of Good Shepherd Episcopal Church here in Venice, Florida, we find ourselves right now at another unique time and with unique opportunities that lie before us. Along with our usual annual needs of toil and time and money to carry on the work of God in this corner of southwest Florida, God has, through this recent hurricane, thank you, Ian, revealed a special opportunity for us to revision and renovate this sacred place, this space that many saints who have gone before us have lovingly sacrificed much for. Just as the saints who have gone before us in this place have known the needs at various times and have proven faithful by taking the steps needed to see God's vision to fruition, there are needs and opportunities that God is beginning to reveal right in front of us. The question we may ask ourselves is whether we will prove to be just as faithful as our brothers and sisters who have gone before us. Here are just a few immediate practical needs right in front of us. Of the three vestry positions coming up next year, we still have a need for one more person to join the vestry next January. We have a need for a few more Thursday morning workers in the memorial garden, especially thanks to Ian. We have a need for a few more individuals to serve on the flower guild as well as the altar guild and the welcome team. We have a need to see an increase in our faithful annual financial commitments to Good Shepherd so we can expand the work of God's reign through our ministry here. We will have a need next year to add to this giving by financially supporting the restoration and God's vision of what this facility will one day look like. And no, it's not going to look like this. We're not going to have the industrial look. I'll go to my grave on that one. So may you and I join with this great throng of the mystical and universal body of Christ in growing and deepening in our faith, in loving one another, 
and all who live in this world in working and serving and giving for the expansion of the glorious reign of God. Amen. The questions, one, who fits the category of saints? Two, where do we learn about saints in the Christian world? And three, how are we one with the saints, especially with patron saints?